Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com. Wait, you have a new title, Katie Atkinson. <laughs> that is correct. I'm the deputy editor of digital for Ooh, Billboard. La, now. la, 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 la. Yes, but it's much harder to say than senior editor. Sorry about that, Keith. Just rolls off your tongue. <laughs> um, I'll have to update the script for further episodes. <laughs> um, well, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. So before we launch into the show, um, some incredibly sad news happened before we uh, taped. We're we're taping on the morning of Tuesday, uh, May 23, and we're still hearing news about this, but there was a suicide bomber attack outside of an Ariana Grande concert in Manchester, England on Monday night. And at the moment, um, the police are reporting that 22 people have died from the attack and nearly 60 were injured. Um, of course, make sure to stick with Billboard.com for further developments, but we thought we'd be remiss in not mentioning it before getting into the pop news since Ariana is a member of the Pop Shop family. Yeah. And, you know, we had planned on this show to be a celebratory episode, you know, focusing on the Billboard Music Awards, which just happened this weekend, and we were both there. Um, so though there is a lot of sad news happening right now, uh, we want to try to stay positive for this show and focus on the light instead of the dark. So with that said, on today's show, we'll be talking about some of our personal highlights from the Billboard Music Awards, as we were both there on the magenta carpet in Las Vegas, as well as inside the arena and backstage. And while we were in Vegas, we sat down with two of the acts that hit the stage on Sunday night, the show's co-host, Vanessa Hudgens, a favorite of Drake's, and performer Julia Michaels. So stick around for our chats with both ladies later on in the show. In addition, we've got chart news about Harry Styles' debut at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart and Miley Cyrus's new top 10 hit on the Hot 100 with Malibu. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss a single episode and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or at KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Okay, so let's run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are two of the biggest headlines on the charts right now. Number one, Harry Styles bows at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with his self-titled debut album, and he earns a unique distinction among UK artists. 
Number two on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, Miley Cyrus's Malibu single soars into the top 10, granting Cyrus her ninth top 10 hit. Okay, let's break these two down individually. Uh, First up, Harry Styles launches at number one on the Billboard 200 album chart with his self-titled debut album, launching with 230,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending May 18th, according to Nielsen Music. And of that sum, 193,000 were in traditional album sales. Notably, that sales bow is the largest debut sales week for a UK male artist's first full-length album. It's a lot of caveats there. Mm -hmm. Since Nielsen Music began tracking sales in 1991. He surpasses the previous record holder, Sam Smith, who saw his In the Lonely Hour album launch with 166,000 copies sold uh, at number two back in 2014. So basically, Harry Styles' first album, compared to all other first full-length albums by you know UK male dudes, mm-hmm. he has the biggest sales debut of any of them in Nielsen history since 1991, uh, which is pretty remarkable because you think, what about Ed Sheeran? Like, nope, did, did, oh, did mean, more than Ed Sheeran. So many British male artists to think of. Yeah. Um, also, you know, Harry Styles certainly comes into his debut album with a little bit of promotion behind it and sure. a little bit of success with Oh One Direction. So did his buddy Zayn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of Zayn, Styles is just the second UK male artist to bow at number one with a debut album in the 61-year history of the chart. The only other act? His former One Direction buddy, Zane, with Mind of Mine last year. Uh, Katie, One Direction has now spawned two soloists with their own number one albums. Did you know that it's not all that common for a group to have more than one member with their own solo number one album? Can you think of any others. I mean, when I start thinking about groups, you know, you think of like NSYNC and you're like, you know, Justin did, but and that's it. That's it. You know, Beyonce did out of Destiny's Child, but I don't know if anybody else did. Did they? Indeed, there was someone Ooh, else. Was it Kelly or Michelle? Neither. Oh, oh, Latoya Luckett. Latoya Luckett, who Katie actually just had on a panel last week that uh, she, she moderated. Is delightful, by the way. She was hilarious. And she embraces her time in Destiny's Child. So much. Like, oh, you know how some people, like, might look back on it less than fondly. Right. She got sort of unceremoniously removed from the group. Right. She embraces it. She's awesome. And, yes, her solo debut album debuted at number one. Yeah. So uh, others on that list include uh, The Beatles, which uh, George Harrison, John Lennon, and Paul McCartney all had number ones. Without Sad- doubt, say The Beatles. S- sadly, <laughs> Ringo Starr did not. Hey, he's still here. He got to number two. Uh, it, it could totally still happen. It, it, sure. Actually, you know, actually, that's a, that is fairly conceivable. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also on that list was uh, sort of a kind of a cheat uh, in a way. It was a super group, uh, Blind Faith. Oh, sure. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton and Steve Winwood. Steve, yeah. Blind Faith existed for probably like less than a year in 1969. But one classic album. One, one album. And when this group came together and put out that one album, Steve Winwood and Eric Clapton were significant artists, yes, but neither had actually had a number one on their own yet. Uh, Steve Winwood got one in the 80s, and Eric Clapton got his first in the 70s. So I sort of wanted to include them because it's like, well, they were a super group, but it counts. it's not like they had number one albums on their own before they totally. got together. So that kind of counts. Yeah, it counts. So, But it's a, it's a fairly rare thing. It doesn't happen very often. So anyway, next up. 
Miley Cyrus's Malibu uh, surfs into the top 10 <laughs> on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart as it climbs 64 to 10 in its first full tracking week of activity. The song premiered on the list a week ago following a day's worth of sales and streaming activity and a couple days of airplay. The song, which Cyrus performed on this past Sunday's Billboard Music Awards, is Cyrus's ninth top 10 hit. She was last in the top 10 with her uh, number one single, Wrecking Ball, back in January of 2014. By the way, the 24-year-old, and she's only 24, which is still ridiculous, uh, Cyrus has racked up a total of 44 hits on the Hot 100 chart. And that's including all the songs credited to her Disney Channel alter ego, Hannah Montana. Wait, Miley Cyrus was Hannah Montana this entire time? I've just ruined everything for you. Uh, In fact, uh, Miley's first 12 hits were all credited to Hannah Montana. Uh, So, yeah, that's a lot of Miley news right there. So Miley was number 10, but what's happening up top on the uh, Hot 100? Thanks for asking, Katie. Uh, (laughs) Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee's Despacito featuring Justin Bieber is still holding on at number one by a significant margin. The rest of the top five is also stationary as Bruno Mars's That's What I Like, DJ Khaled's I'm the One, Ed Sheeran's Shape of You, and Kendrick Lamar's Humble all hold at numbers two through five, respectively. Well, it is almost time for our guest interviews with Vanessa Hudgens and Julia Michaels. But before we get to that, let's talk about three of our favorite moments from this past weekend's Billboard Music Awards. Yeah, trying to narrow it down to three is difficult, but I figured that would be easier than having us ramble for like an hour. And I, I have a strong feeling we're going to have a little overlap. There, there could be. <laughs> um, I'd, I actually, I, I rarely, I, I have actually, let me just rephrase that. I have never actually seen the Billboard Music Awards from start in, to finish from inside the arena. Oh yeah, yeah never. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm always backstage on a press line. I hadn't either until. Sunday. Because <laughs> Katie, Katie was in the audience uh, for for most of the show, right? The entire show. The entire show. And um, did you have a good seat, by the way? Yeah, it was great. It was a good perspective. Um, it, was, uh, it was in the seats, not the floor. Okay. So, um, you know, I was above the action, which get, allowed me to see absolutely everything. Mm. So it was great. Uh, I was backstage in a press room, and I was near a monitor so I could watch the show see as, some moments. as TV people saw it at home. Um, Alongside Celine Dion, who yes. was there singing along to share. We, we all had a little sing-along. <laughs> it's incredible. It's pretty great. Um, and yeah, anyway, so speaking of Celine Dion, she was certainly one of the highlights of the entire evening, uh, performing My Heart Will Go On as uh, sort of a celebration of the 20th anniversary of that song and Titanic. They both turned 20 at the end of this year. Um, it was a beautiful performance. She had a, the most amazing gown. Uh, with these, Don't get in the way of those shoulders. It was it was pretty spectacular and also very spectacular in person. I got to interview her after the performance backstage. Check out that video online. Um, beautiful, gorgeous, that chandelier around her, that rose from around her. The vocal was incredible. And speaking of that chandelier, it got brought out about 15 minutes before her performance, right in the center of the crowd. And it lowered from the ceiling. But it was like tied up together, all those diamond strands that she was engulfed by in the performance. And then they had to like untie it and like individually like straighten out all these strands of like crystals from the chandelier. How did she get inside it? Uh, She came. It's just like it was like they dangled. So you just walked right through it. See, I, I guess they. I would assume that they would have done that early on, so that when her performance started, you didn't have a bunch of jangling. Oh, they they did put her in position 
like probably at least a minute before she actually started singing. So it had time for everything oh, to, to kind settle. of settle down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was spectacular. Um, and the vocal. Jeez, the vocal. That's all I have to say. It's, it's, I, we did not see Celine while we were in Vegas in her own show, her we own residency, not. but that is on our bucket list of Vegas things to do. Next year. Um, Katie, I think one of your favorite things is also one of my favorite things and also one of the favorite things to pretty much everyone that watched the show. Yes, it has to be Cher. I yes. mean, these were the two divas at, at the show that, you know, they're they're just legends. And Cher received our Icon Award, very deserved. And she performed Believe and If I Could Turn Back Time. And it was just spectacular. She yes. had the full, you know, Bob Ma- Mackie get up from the music video mm-hmm. uh, for If I Could Turn Back Time. Well, a, a, a replica. A replica yes. of that. Um, and she, as she said in her speech, she's 71 years old. And she was moving the entire time, dancing, singing, just sounded awesome. Um, and Believe was just like a total dance party in yeah. the arena. Like, it, it, it got everybody on their feet. Did not matter. Like, the other performances, it was like, oh, you might be a fan of Nikki, but somebody else might be sitting down. You might be a fan of Miley, but somebody else might be sitting down. Everyone was up for share. Every last human being. And uh, th- there was a fairly long, uh, longish tribute segment oh, yeah. because she did the full, full Believe. The full Believe. Full video. Like a montage package saying why share is our icon winner. Full, if I could turn back time, and then full speech from Cher. And and <laughs> I think people people were expecting a you know her to sing something, but I don't think that people knew that she was going to sing two songs, much less have a full head to toe costume change in probably less than two minutes. Just yeah, I mean like Gwen talked for a second, and the video package aired, and then it was like she was back in her full get up and wig and the whole nine. Yeah. Different wig, different outfit, different everything was different. And I think everyone was just like, How did that just happen? Yeah. I'm like, oh, by the way, she does this uh like twelve times in her own show across the street. Another bucket list for me, Keith actually got to cover opening night of Cher's residency. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen Cher, just go see it. She she's, <laughs> just go see her. She I would just I if she just did like stand up or just like did like Cher the talking to her, I would love it. Huh. Because she's just such a, you know, she's just a hoot. Um, And then I I think a third thing from the show that I think probably resonated a a lot with people was just sort of the phenomenon of BTS. Uh, BTS is a a South Korean boy band who was nominated for Top Social Artist. Um, And uh, frankly, that's all I've been hearing about for like months, like months, weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks is BTS at the BBMAs, BTS at the BBMAs. Because it's a fan-voted award. though The nominations are determined by uh, activity on our Social 50 chart. And uh, on the Social 50 chart, they are in the same sentence as Justin Bieber, yes. Taylor Swift, as having the most number one weeks at number one on yeah. that chart. They're uh, wildly popular on this chart, and the chart reflects activity across an artist's social networks and engagement. So, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and, and that, Instagram, that sort of thing. So they're an incredibly social act, but people don't know who they are in America because they have haven't had any American pop hits. They do now. And they do now. <laughs> um, what was the vibe like in the room when they won Top Social Artist? Well, it was a mixture because right around me, I could hear people saying, who, who is this? Right. Um, but also, like, they, they had a huge contingency of fans in the arena. So the minute they put up on the screen Top Social Artist and they knew that category was coming up, their fans started just 
the piercing screams were coming from the balcony and everyone was like what is happening like they didn't understand why until bts was announced and that piercing scream came back again they're like what is happening like it's just a complete and utter like phenomenon that um you know clearly they have a huge following but they also have a huge group of people who have no idea who they are yet right it's this it's this weird discrepancy where it's just like there actually are like lots of bts fans in america and they're able to sell out like concert shows they in just america. finished a bunch of us tour dates and uh and yeah they're they're hugely popular um it'll be interesting to see if they can sort of make a proper go of it here in the in the states um, though th- there is a bit of a language barrier, uh, only one of the gentlemen in the group actually speaks English rap monster uh, uh, fluently. Um, he was lovely to speak with. Katie and I both got to talk to yeah, him. Yeah, I talked to him on the carpet, and Keith talked to him backstage. And they they were just lovely and nice. Well, and, and he's a total pro at handling these interviews. He will the poor answer. Guy. <laughs> he'll. I know he's like translator and spokesperson all in one. He um he'll answer a question to you, but then he'll do a quick translation for his bandmates, yeah. and they'll give him quick answers, and he'll he, respond he, for and, them. Yeah, and he was really good at that. He's great at it. I was just like, man. You- or like they can all speak a little bit of English, so like he would do you know the the question, and then they could answer, and some of them could answer in English yeah. too. Yeah. Well, I think it was a it was a big sort of uh, you know moment for bts and we'll you know it'd be interesting to see how things progress for them in america and um if they can get even bigger here and maybe get some you know you know some pop radio action you never know we will see if despacito which is in like 90 percent spanish can be number one on the hot 100 why can't a song that is like partially in korean i mean psy broke through too i mean like we were were ready for another korean breakthrough artist yeah, i'd say i think we still are <laughs> um one last moment I want to mention okay. was from inside the house, the Nicki Minaj opening medley was awesome. And she deserves, you know, to open the Billboard Music Awards given the massive record that she broke this year. Yep. Uh, Aretha Franklin's record for uh, the most hits ever by a female artist on the Hot on 100. The 100. So, and they did, they kind of did a review of all of her hits before they got into her performance. Oh, very smart. It was awesome. And then, and then she did all of her current hits, which she has a billion, No Frauds, with Lil Wayne coming out. She had David Guetta come out. She had Jason Derulo come out for Swalla. It was just like, you know, it was the Nikki show and it was amazing. Wow. Um, well, I think it's now time for our chats with Vanessa and Julia. Um, I'm sorry, I, I, I got distracted by my script. I don't know why. Um, first up, we nabbed Vanessa for a few minutes uh, the day before the show, uh, talking a little bit about her new single, Reminding Me, with Sean Hook, and uh, how she says to, quote, stay tuned about more new music from her. Uh, plus, she spazzes out about two of her favorite divas who just happened to be on the show this year, Cher and Celine Dion. So here's our little sit-down with Vanessa Hudgens. Hello, Vanessa Hudgens, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Um, You know, welcome to the Billboard Music Awards, too. This is your first time hosting. It is. No pressure. None. None. No. You're you're an old pro at live stuff. (laughs) I'm an old pro in life. (laughs) By the the way, I saw the final dress rehearsal for Grease Live. I was there on the lot inside the gymnasium. That's amazing. It so blew me away. So you're obviously going to kill it on the awards Thank you. Well, and you're side by side with Ludacris, who's done yes, this for exactly. this is his fourth yes. year. Did he give you some tips? No, I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> no. We're just like, 
we just want to have fun. We want to have a good time. We're totally on the same page, and we just want to have a blast. I feel like everyone watching will have fun as well. Yeah. That's, that's the plan. Uh -huh. And you have a brand new single that just came out really mm -hmm. recently. Um, I watched... Uh, I. I didn't watch the video, I think. It's with Sean Hook, yes. right? Yeah. Thank you. There is a music video, though. There is a music video. Thank yes. you. I'm like, uh, did I? There I'm is. like, yes, yes, I did. It's all black and white. It's Thank quite you. sexy. I think it's so catchy. It's so good. It is. Thank you. And I think so, too. It's been a minute since we've heard music from you, right? Yeah, it has. I mean, I released my second album when I was whew, probably 18, so 10 years ago. Goodness gracious. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long minute. So does it kind of feel like this is your first, like, musical introduction? Like, you've come into your as own an as, adult, like, a musician, yeah. an artist? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that the music industry is such a fun way to be able to express yourself. Um, and I feel like I'm at a place where that's definitely something I'm going to be diving back into shortly. So, yeah. Oh, good. See, Stay tuned. If, if you look at the internets... And, and, and the what websites. What are the kids saying? What are the kids saying? The kids are dying to hear anything from you. I mean, they always are. But they're just like, does this mean there's an album coming? Is there a world tour? I'm like, there's, whoa, there's hold your more, horses. There's more to come. There's more to come. More to come. That is very exciting. Very promising. <laughs> yeah. yes. And it's, it's very appropriate that you're here at the awards. Yeah, and totally. back in the, the music realm again. Yeah, yeah. Surrounded by so many incredible artists. Like the fact that Celine Dion here is going to be here and Cher dying <laughs> are they like two of your, like two of your favorite divas i mean they are the ultimate music industry well, diva yes. like celine dion though is honestly the reason why i probably have the range that i have and can sing the way that i can because my parents had the power of love album growing up and i would pop that in my karaoke machine and start singing now have you told her that yet what? Have you told Celine, Celine any of I've, this? No. Oh, yeah. I called her this last Tuesday. You did? Okay, cool. No, I've never met her. I feel like I'm going to try to... It's going to be hard for me to not faint. I'm going to be like, tunnel vision. Well, <laughs> you have to make that happen, though. Get your people to call her people. I mean, she'll be here. I'll meet her on yeah. Sunday. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming you will. You'll have a moment. Yes. And I the artists that, who are performing, uh, I know that Celine, obviously, Cher, obviously. Is there somebody whose career you, like, really look at and you're like, oh, I, like, want to emulate that or I'm inspired by that? Well, I mean, I think the thing about music that's so important is to be your own individual. Um, so I wouldn't want to copy anything that anyone's doing because I'm my own person. Of but course. I love what Lord is doing. I mean, her first album crushed it. Her single's great. I got to see her at Coachella. And she's just, like, really turning out to be an insanely talented, strong, unique individual artist. So very, very proud of her. Incredible. Well, thank you so much for chatting thank with you us. So much, you. Vanessa. And we're looking forward to the show. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much, Vanessa. Uh, we look forward to new music from you, and we cannot wait to have you back on the show. Indeed. And uh, moving on to our moment with Julia Michaels, uh, she talks about how surreal it is that her single Issues has connected with people in such a major way. How her second single is coming very soon. She really emphasized this. So, like, could be here right now. Yeah. It, who knows if it'll be out by the time you hear the show? And her plans for an EP. Plus, she talks about how elated she was to procure a sample of the talking heads on the song Bad Liar, the single that she co wrote for Selena Gomez. So, here is our chat with Julia Michaels. Julia Michaels, welcome Hi. to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Yay. Thank you for having me. Of course. And uh, congratulations on the success of Issues. It's Thank just you. been like huge. Number 12 on the Hot 100. Top 10 on Pop Songs chart. Like what have you thought about this reception to the song? It's it's so surreal. I I was hoping that it would 
it would connect with people, like six people. <laughs> Never did I ever think that it would it would happen so so fast, and people would feel so involved and and connected to this record. It, it, it's everything. It's a little more than six now. Yeah. I think you did good. <laughs> you did all right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're performing it at the Billboard Music Awards yes. as the T-Mobile Breakthrough yes, Artist. Yes. Yes. Um, you know what does it mean to you to hit that stage among you know Lord and Celine Dion and Cher? Oh yeah, no pressure <laughs> or anything. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, it's it's amazing. I'm going to be performing in front of not only my peers, but people that I have looked up to for years. So I am pretty nervous about it, um, but uh, but I am very excited about it, too. I'm very happy that T-Mobile was giving me this opportunity. Amazing. And, um, you know, people have loved issues so much, but, like, when do we get to hear some more music? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no pressure either. So soon? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> my people always want more. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I don't want to hold hold anything from them. Uh, my second single is going to come out very soon. Okay. Cool. And I mean very soon. <laughs> You're like tomorrow after the show. <laughs> okay, maybe not that soon. Okay. But, but soon-ish. Soon-ish. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. And then after that, I'm going to be doing a, a little uh, European promo tour to promote that. No tour yet. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just going to do that and... Breathe, are you are you hopefully. able to like are you able to like maintain a level of sanity right now because you're no. so busy? Okay, good. <laughs> What's that? What's, What's that? sanity? Just try to stay afloat. Yeah, get some sleep. Trying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. Are you thinking about you know these two singles? Um, are we putting them on a project, an EP, an album, perhaps? I'm most likely gonna do an EP first. Okay. Cool. Just get my toes wet. Sure. You know. Uh, so yeah, EP first. Okay. And, yeah. you know, people have known your music forever as a songwriter, yeah. but now you're really getting to introduce you and your own voice. Yeah. You know, what has that been like? And, and what's what have your fans on Twitter who knew you as a songwriter first kind of like liking about these the solo artists, Julia? Yeah. The, I mean, the responses have been so loving and supportive. Uh, with social media now, it's, it's so much more common for fans to know who the songwriters are and be so involved with artists' yeah. projects. I mean, I had once... Uh, someone search an ASCAP in a BMI database for new songs. I'm like, you're 12. How do you know what you're doing? Those fans are so smart. Uh, So the responses have been overwhelmingly beautiful. And uh, I'm just excited to give them new music. You know, I feel like I've been holding it from them. And they, they ask me every day for it. So... And finally, I know we have to let you go, but yes. um, Bad Liar just came out, yeah. and it is a smash. Like, it's oh, such a good song. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, like, what was that like uh, working with Selena on that, working with Justin on that song? Uh, I mean, it's it's really kind of no different than than any t- any other time. You yeah, know, I've it's old hat I've known now. You guys her. Have worked together for a long time. Yeah, I've known her for a really long time. I've actually written a single on her last three albums, so uh, it, it's not really any different. The the funnest part, we've never actually done a sample together before, so we got to sample Talking Heads, which I'm a huge David Byrne fan, and I talk about him in almost every interview that I do. So that was and he really approved the song. he approved yeah. the song. I was like, great, I don't suck. <laughs> this is awesome. And, uh, and yeah, and so now I get to see David Byrne's name right next to mine on a song. And I can't even believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. We really appreciate it. Thank Good luck so tomorrow much. night. Thanks Thank so, so much. much. Thank you. Thank you so much to Julia Michaels. She could not be any sweeter. 
Um, I got to speak with her very early in her songwriting That's career. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's just been so cool to see all this success that she's already having as a solo artist. When did you talk to her? It was not this past summer, but the summer before that for our Billboard Women in Music package. Like two years ago. Two years ago. So it was like right when like she was probably just getting She had huge hits her- with Justin Bieber mm. and Selena Gomez already racked up. She was about to go in and work with Britney, which I think she did for a slumber party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. Wow. Well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. This week in 1984, Denise Williams' Let's Hear It for the Boy hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. The tune hit the top of the list, dated May 26, 1984, and spent two weeks atop the tally. It was the second number one for Williams, following her Johnny Mathis collaboration, Too Much, Too Little, Too Late, in 1978. I love that song. Um, Let's Hear It For The Boy was memorably heard in the music-filled movie Footloose. So good. And was included on its Smash soundtrack, which also hit number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Further, the album launched five top 40 charting hits on the Hot 100, tying a then-record for the most top 40 hits from a soundtrack album. It stood alongside Saturday Night Fever and Xanadu. Yes, Xanadu. (laughs) Uh, what were Footloose's other top 40 hits? Well, uh, there was Kenny Loggins' number one title track, Bonnie Tyler's Holding Out for a Hero, which reached number 34. I'm shocked you didn't just sing that. <laughs> I'm holding out for a hero. <laughs> um, uh, sorry. Gotta love, gotta love Bonnie. Uh, Shalimar's Dancing in the Sheets, which hit number 17, and Loggins' I'm Free, peaking at number 22. So... There you have it. This week in 1984, Denise Williams hit number one on the Hot 100 with Let's Hear It for the Boy. Okay, we have come to the end of the show. Do we have any parting words? Man, um, you know, not to bring it back down again, but I uh, just want to say that, like, you know, all of our thoughts and condolences go out to... All the fans that were at that Ariana Grande show, including the victims of the attack, it's just devastating. Yeah. Absolutely devastating. I don't know what song to go out on. Oh, I mean, maybe a, a beautiful Ariana Grande song. Like, what about that ballad, that beautiful duet she has with Nathan Sykes? Sure. Yeah, let's go out on that. All right, see you guys next week. Bye. One plus one, two for life, over and over again. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.